0: know who I am in Christ. I know He has given so much to me, and He has assured me of many things. I am beautifully clothed in salvation. I have everything I need pertaining to life and godliness, and I am assured of being sealed in the Spirit. Being in Christ also gives me purpose for living. 2 Corinthians 5.15 identifies my purpose of living for Him. It says, And He died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died and rose again on their behalf. The more I understand the Gospel, the purposes for which God created me come into clearer and clearer view. In the section of Second Corinthians that we find our verse in this week, Paul is talking about this very thing. After years of walking with Jesus, understanding His truth, and being in ministry for Him, Paul's understanding of his life's purpose is much more defined. 2 Corinthians 4 is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. I love how God uses Paul to expound on the treasure of Christ we carry within us and all that his treasure within us should mean as we move through life here on the earth. As Paul continues into chapter 5, we find verse after powerful verse which also defines our purpose. I certainly encourage you to read both chapters. Such great truth is found within them. And I also encourage you to read them because they really heighten our understanding of our verse for this week, 2 Corinthians five fifteen, which says, And he died for all, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. So, how do these chapters help us to understand verse 15, which defines our purpose as living for him? They help us to understand why we should live our lives for Jesus instead of ourselves. Think of it this way. Most of us know that people are pretty selfish. We know that because we know ourselves. But when we come face to face with the truth of the gospel, our vision becomes clearer and we see it is so much better to live for Him. So as we think about why it is better to live for Him, Let's work our way through this a bit because these chapters definitely talk through certain points of the gospel. So first, chapter 4. In chapter 4, we find that the God who created light shined his light into our lives to give us the light of the glory of God in the face of Christ. That's in verses 4, 1 through 6. If left to living for ourselves, we'll just be walking around in darkness. See, in the darkness there is evil and perversion. There is manipulation and backstabbing and secrecy and lies. It is so much better to live for Him and walk in the light where there is holiness and good deeds. There is service and truth and beautiful purpose. In chapter 4, we also find that God has given us this treasure in these earthen vessels. This means His light and life are actually within us. Even though life gets hard, we don't have to be struck down because we carry about within us his treasure. We find that in verses 7 through 15 of chapter 4. See, if left to live for ourselves, we would be like a rich man living like a pauper. Why would we carry about a treasure inside of us which brings hope and healing and freedom, but live as if we're too poor to afford such riches? It makes no sense. It's so much better to live in the riches of his treasure and experience all that he died to give us. It's so much better to live for him. In chapter 4, we're also reminded of an eternal perspective. This is a big part of the why of living for him. Paul reminds us that the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal in verses 16 through 18. We are so prone, aren't we, to fix our eyes on the temporal and not even look at the eternal? But if we can see that the temporal is just that, it's temporary, it only lasts a moment, it's so much better to live for Him who is eternal, because the here and now that is focused on ourselves is just a speck on the timeline. But eternity stretches out for just that, eternity, an eternity of living for Him or a speck of living for self. Living for him is just so much better. And then moving on to chapter 5, which also has much to show us. As Paul begins, he continues that same thought of eternity, talking about how we can get so focused on our earthly tent, these bodies and lives which are only for a moment, verses 1 through 9. But within this section, he calls us to walk by faith and not by sight. Again, because our time here on earth is really just a short time. So we have to stretch our vision to see what really matters. Pleasing him who will live forever. That's just the better way to live. And Paul reminds us as he continues on that we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body. According to what he has done, whether good or bad. That's verse 10. We need to also remember this as we consider our purpose of living for Him. See, even though this time here on earth is temporal, what we do with it matters. A spiritually sound person will realize that it is so much better to live for Him because not only is this life temporal, we're going to have to answer to the giver of life, God Himself, for what we do with it. In light of that alone, it's just foolish to live for self, but wise to live for Him. As we read on, we see that Paul is so passionate about persuading men to realize how important it is to live for God. In verses 11 through 21, he he actually says this as he leads into our verse. He says, for we are beside ourselves. If we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, therefore one died for all, therefore all died and he died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves but for him who died and rose again on their behalf christ gave his life up for us so that we might truly know life as we give our lives up for him living for him we will know that life he died to give us it's just the better way and it is an offering of thanksgiving For the fact that He did die for us. I mean that's certainly part of the why of living for Him, just being thankful people. Paul actually also goes on to say that once we are in Christ we're no longer recognized according to the flesh. In other words, our life is not identified by self-promotion. Our identity is in Christ because as verse 17 says, if anyone is in Christ he is a new creature Old things passed away, behold, the new things have come. Isn't this what we have been talking about all year long? That we have an identity in Christ that goes way beyond ourselves? This identity is higher, nobler, and full of excellent and eternal purpose. It is so much better to live for Him as this new creation. The opportunity to live for Him is truly a gift and a calling. Left to our own thinking and ways, We will default to living for self. It happens to all of us. But when we are reminded of these things, such as are found in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, we're called to a better identity in Christ. As you read through these chapters, you're probably aware of the many verses we've memorized within them in this past year. Verses 16 through 18 of chapter 4, verse 17 of chapter 5, verse 20 of chapter 5, and now we're adding verse 15 of chapter 5. Like I said, these chapters are rich in defining our identity and purpose. They are loaded with explanation of why it's so much better to live for Christ. I don't know about you, but I need to read these chapters often because I am personally just as prone as anyone to defaulting to living for myself. I thank God that this year His Holy Spirit has ministered His truth to me and shown me who I really am and what my life is really about. And he continues to do that as I give him time to speak to me in his word again and again. So who are you? And what are you doing here? You are a person who Jesus died for. And now he calls you to walk out your days in the better life of living for him. How is that for a life of purpose? Tell me.